<laughs> I'm just gonna pour another drink. That's what I do. <laughs> Episode 21 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And you can probably hear the rain outside that is never going to end. Never. Because Ever. we live in the water world now, and we're not allowed to have nice things. Yeah. We've had, we've complained about this in another episode, but we've basically had rain for over a month. Way over a month. Yeah, we get like bits of dry weather between, and those are typically extremely hot, uh, over 90 degrees Fahrenheit. With humidity. Because... It yeah. gets, it stops raining and gets really hot long enough to cook off all the moisture so you're in a sauna for a while, which is fun. And then by the time it starts feeling like a normal world again, it rains. Yeah. So we don't know what topic we're going to do because we're tired. And it's raining. I guess we could talk about some of the effects on your land when it rains. We've talked about flooding before. We don't, yeah. we don't have that as much because we're on a hill. Although today it's been really heavy rain. Although not as bad as Mount Pelier, Vermont, which is crazy to think about. There are places that are flooded where you're knee-deep in water downtown. Yeah. So we're lucky if, there. I don't know if there's any in Maine. There might be at this point. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not too up-to-date on things. I only know Mount Pelier because my... Parents live in Burlington, so it's yeah, crazy. I, I would imagine the park in front of Lake Champlain is probably Oy. pretty uh pretty bad. For our case, we used to have grass over everything, and we've killed a lot of that because there's so much we didn't know when we started. But even if you do know. There's a lot you can't really do, especially during winter, and if it's an ice rink, what are you supposed to do? You can't use, like, you can't really use salt, because it's going to kill the grass anyway. We should describe what we did. Hmm. The, the, the issue is, you're walking around in winter, you have to shovel snow. Because, as we've discussed, this part of Maine used to get hard-packed snow, lots of snow. But nowadays, things we have warmer days in the winter, and ice tends to melt and then refreeze at night and become layers and layers of ice. So slipping is an issue. Yeah. What we would do is, in the, uh, the front where the driveway is, we would salt and plow and stuff. But where the animals are, we, we can't throw salt where the dogs are. we got to have some way to walk without slipping. So we would take the bedding from the goat house. And, or the duck house. Or the duck house. We or picky. <laughs> whatever. And we'd put that in the path where we snow shoveled. And I don't have a snowblower yet, so this is just me shoveling for the animals, making places to go. And it is kind of funny when you're shoveling snow in the winter uh, with goats because they walk up behind you in the path that you're shoveling. Cause or in front of you. Well, when you're first... <laughs> When you're first shoveling it, they walk up behind you because there's literally nowhere else for them to go, and you're the only interesting thing around. So you'll have goats right up on your ass, and it's like, look, guys, I am swinging a shovel. Can you just back up a little bit? I know this is, you've never seen a person shovel snow before, but can you back up? Yeah, so eventually I get it all dug out, and we sprinkle bedding in there, and then it snows again and covers it all up. And then we don't know where our old path was. So we do it all again and again. And then when the snow finally goes away in spring, we have bedding all over the place. And it doesn't help that the goats don't pick up their feet when they walk. They do a shuffle. The sheep are worse, let me tell you. But so bedding falls out of their house as much as I... I had mats in front of the door, like a welcome, well not welcome mats, but mats to try to keep the bedding in, but they shuffle so much where they're horsing around and they just kick all the bedding outside so it ends up on the ground. And we didn't have a tractor at the time, 
and we didn't know what we were going to do with the bedding. Now we put it all in a big pile, big compost pile, and... I mean, you can't really do that in winter, though. If it's all ice, you're not going to run a wheelbarrow down a slippery, right. icy hill, because it's... We all have hills. It's all hilly. Oh, we here. should... The progression, though. When we started, we only had a few goats. This bedding <laughs> wasn't that big of a problem when we first started. We were able to just spread it out through the paths, and that was enough. But I still Didn't cleaned it, it every day. So yeah, it she matter. she cleaned it, but but the thing is, after we got more and more goats, more and more bedding, larger buildings, and things continued to progress, she started building this big pile of bedding for compost, and it was quickly apparent that I was not going to handle this with a pitchfork. We did not have the tractor yet. So this whole thing got out of control, and my goal this summer was to use the tractor that we now have to move the compost down the property a little bit, not too far away, far enough away that it's out of our way, but close enough that I could load up a trailer if someone comes to pick it up. But it's been, it's been raining so much that I, I can't take the tractor back there. The ground never has a chance to dry. If I take a tractor back there, it will sink and leave big ruts and tear everything up. So I can't move anything. But if you're if you're going to get goats, the pile of bedding, you, you should make a compost pile for the bedding. Yeah. And you should pick a good spot for it. But this, you want it not too far away. Not too far away, and you want it somewhere safe. For example, for us, the, the big pile that we have right now is going to exist probably forever. It's just going to be a staging area. And part of our turning the compost will be dumping it there and then me moving it with the tractor. And I'll get ahead of it eventually. But as we go, as time passes, all this stuff gets bigger. And every winter we have a different challenge because we have more animals and we have more stuff. The bedding this winter is going to be more significant. And we're probably going to put it into the paths again. Yes. So, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, so, if someone has another idea. The challenge, the challenge this year, I think, is I'm going to get really tall orange markers, and I'm going to mark the path where I put the bedding so we don't have it meandering. But you, we also have a lot of ducks, and if it's all ice, we want them to not hurt their little feet. So... More bedding on different areas is helpful for them, so that's another. And the chickens. We have so many animals now that I'm gonna the the work of winter has increased. Because anybody tells you that chicken math is okay, mm -hmm. and it's not that big a deal to take care of a few more animals, it is a big deal. Because mm -hmm. this winter I have to dig far more paths in the snow than I did before, because all these animals have to have something to do other than stand in one place. That will allow us to move the bedding around, and I'm cool with having pathways and stuff. But we're—I mean—it's going to stack up, and any place where it stacks up is going to kill the grass underneath when the the spring comes. So you just need to make a plan uh, beforehand. For for us, we're learning as we go, and we're still dealing with the consequences of choices we made before we understood this stuff. So you're going to be. You're going to be living with the consequences of your early decisions. So it's better to, better to get information beforehand. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. We're, we want to tell somebody else so they don't end up... Don't screw they, yourselves. <laughs> don't end up in the same spot. There's so much stuff on a farm where you, you don't know until you do it. There's a lot of stuff we've tried that did not work. We had to try it and see if it was going to work, and then it didn't. Yeah. So it's... It's just a work in progress. By the time we're old and elderly and we can't do anything anymore, we'll know how everything is supposed to work. Yeah, it's sad. And you ask some people and they'll just talk to you like you're a dummy. It's like, no, I'm not stupid. i just trying to learn. Like, well, just think, whatever your job is, imagine, I mean, because there's no such thing really as unskilled labor. Every bit of labor has skill to it. You cannot grab a random stranger off the street and just ask them to do some job because they'll mess it up. You got to tell people. You got to train people. Imagine somebody walking in with no training trying to do your job. They, they'd mess it up. And that's 
the same with farming. You, people go in and, you know, we, we started out small, but somebody kept getting more and more animals really fast. <laughs> Jeez Louise. And now we have sheep who are different. And sheep don't seem to care too much about the rain at all. Although I, it, I it has to get the, the rain has to get heavy for the sheep to care. And they still... I'm looking at them right now. They're not in their house. They they or don't under the little tunnel. They were there earlier, but we have. But they are just standing. We've talked about this before. There's a shelter logic hoop like tunnel thing that we installed the property. The sheep could be under there. They're not. Uh, they could be in their house. They're not. They could be in the goat house or the duck house, which the duck house probably has all chickens right now. But but the thing is. Uh, they they also they don't mind the rain as much as the others, and there's this I don't know how to describe it. It's like a pole barn. There's four, uh, four by four posts like stuck in the ground. A trellis. It's not a trellis. A pole barn. But when I say pole barn, I mean the the four posts of it are stuck in the ground, uh, as if it was a pole barn. But it's a trellis. So you got four posts, a frame at the top. And they've got all these vines going across the top. They so, used to be grape vines. Were they grapes? Yeah, but the goats ate them. So right, now right. dead vine hanging. <laughs> so I've got to basically clear that up, but I don't want to waste it. I, I, I might I might use that as my opportunity to learn how to do a metal roof. You know, like a project where it doesn't matter that much. And if mm -hmm. I make some mistakes, it's okay. So I might use it for that. But the sheep are standing under that. So the, instead of a normal roof, it's just a tangle of vines and branches. So they're still probably getting a bit wet, but I guess it's better than nothing, even it, though they could have something so much better. Now what am I going to do? Go out there and try to get them into their house? That's me running around in the wet grass. They're going to easily outpace me. Yeah. And they're not going to go in, and I'm going to be wet. I feel like... They have been wet since they were born. <laughs> yeah, they've been rained on so much. They were, and they're not. They don't dry as fast as the goats because they got thick wool. So, and we can't shear them because they, they're, they're still babies. They're too young to shear. So, it's, it's a dilemma. It's a it's a problem. Raincoats. They're going to be better <laughs> off in the winter. Yeah. Well, the rain the raincoats would trap more heat. Uh, yeah, so it's true. problem. Uh, so all this stuff, to get back to the grass, we have killed the grass right behind our main gate, right where the goat house and the duck house, all that stuff is. Right when you come in and see all the things, it looks pretty gross. And I'm it's, so it's, sorry. Well, it's, it's, it doesn't look bad in the dry weather. It just looks, it's not grass. It's bedding. It's, no. it's pine shavings and stuff. The, the, the trouble is... The pine shavings are binding the ground instead of grass, and grass can't grow through that, so it all dies. So you end up, if it's dry, you could sweep that stuff away and reveal the ground, which we've been trying to do, except it keeps raining. Quick editor's note, if it gets deep enough, then it starts decomposing and kind of composting a little bit, and it does bind the ground pretty well, but it's not as solid as dirt with grass. So you can leave it that way permanently and just not add to it, or you can dig it out with a shovel, depending upon how bad it is. Either way, it's tough to bring the grass back. Anyway, back to the show. Although the rain has washed a lot of it down. Yeah, so now we're looking at er erosion. It's just it's mud now, and the ducks do not help. They play in it, dig it up more. And We're already concerned that it's going to erode, and then the ducks <laughs> are sticking their face in the mud and looking for worms and creating little potholes. Although it's adorable, it, it's gross. And we go out there with a big old bag of grass, and you have to seeds. plant like, well, yeah, grass seeds, and you got to plant like three or four times the amount of grass seed that you need because the chickens are going to go, ooh, thank you, grass seeds. And we do it when yes, they're... Please. They're in bed, but in the morning, they'll find it. Even though if we cover it with hay or whatever, they'll still dig it up. So yeah, so like basically this the exact same skill that chickens use to find and eliminate ticks, they're using it to find and eliminate grass seeds. And apparently grass seeds taste awesome. 
So it's going to be a challenge to get the grass to grow back. I mean, we're going to do it, but it's going to be a fight. And all of the dogs are awake now. They were sleeping <laughs> mercifully, but now they're awake. They're awake. I guess the, the the thrust of all this is land management is kind of tough, and you want to plan it out ahead of time. And if, if I could do it all again, I would. I'm definitely going to mark where I'm going to s- snow blow uh, this winter to make sure I go to the exact same spot every time and that I don't spread it all out and kill grass in a bunch of places. And you got to be careful when there's a puddle because ducks will go mess with it and that will kill the grass and they'll make little empty spaces in the grass that we now have to deal with. Yeah, let me do that. Each breed is different though. The mallards will do a little trail of sticking their noses in the dirt and running along where the pecans or larger breeds will just stick their nose in one spot and just dig, dig, dig. Yeah, so. so either way, your grass is going to be threatened. And the reason we're concerned about grass is it's not just that we think it's green and pretty. It, it holds the soil together. So it's keeping your soil from eroding away. And we want to make sure we have plenty of stuff for the sheep to eat. I mean, we do. We only have three sheep right now, so... But we'd like for, I mean, the sheep will keep the grass down. We don't have to mow it. But the goats will help, even though they're not the best lawnmowers, but they do a little. But the main thing is we, we don't want, we're on a hill. We don't want the ground to erode. Yeah. And we don't want trouble there. Again, because we, so many things with a house depend upon whether you, you're planning to sell it or live in it forever. And we want to live in it forever. So we're thinking... Uh, five years from now, ten years from now. So when we talk about erosion, it sounds like I'm I'm afraid it'll happen in the next five minutes. But I want to, I basically want to take actions in the next year to prevent trouble five years from now. That's what it's about. Yeah, it's always uh, to do, especially old house problems. Our house, particularly, the bathrooms do not have uh, what was called. Fans, evac fans, evacuation fans, yeah. And the inspector said it's okay because there's a window in the fan, but can you actually open those windows because they are old and gross? So I bought little dehumidifiers. I probably need bigger ones because the ceiling paint is chipping off in both bathrooms. And that was going to be my project last winter, but of course, you know. As projects go, they get put on hold for something else. So, and now this year it's even worse because it won't stop raining. And, the, and we have just, to wonder if this is the new normal. <laughs> is yeah. it going to be wet like this every year? Or is next year going to be different from this year? You, you can't rely upon the weather to be stable anymore. I'm, I'm supposed to be painting the floors and the duck house. And the goat house, again, I should really be doing it each year so it keeps up, but it's been too wet. And I and paint would never dry. It would just never dry. We have last year at this time, and, and part of it is El Nino has come around. I don't fully understand El Nino, but it's a weather event that comes around every few years and messes with everything. And that, on top of climate change, is causing... A double whammy and, and we're getting people around the country are getting thousand year storms that are happening like every year so it's it's a we're gonna have to adapt and it basically means every time you have a dry day you have to immediately run out there drop everything and mow the lawn and do all the things that you need to do in dry weather immediately and and then kind of calculate which chores can I do in the rain and which ones do I need dry weather for? That's the kind of thinking we're having to do this summer. Except my bakery has kind of taken over, so I'm not able to bank on those dry days to be able to do stuff. Yeah, we both have day jobs. <laughs> and so it's basically the intersection of our jobs needing us to do something. And we may be stuck working while that window of opportunity goes by. There's a big difference between people that are farming full-time to to actually sell their stuff from their farm and live off of it. Those people are different from people like us because we have day jobs and she has the bakery. 
and we just have a lot of animals to take care of. We're not growing crops to sell at this point. I tried, but... But even then, we're not trying to like pay the mortgage with <laughs> oh, no, vegetables. Not. I'm not a good gardener, and then we have ducks, so yeah. So all the infrastructure stuff, I used to be able to wake up in the morning, let the animals out, and then 7 o'clock or so, I'd work for an hour out on the farm building a fence or something, and then log into work at like 8 or 8.30. Now, Kara's business has shifted to wholesale, and we're doing pretty good, and it's a good growth for the business, but the, the schedule's changed. So now I've got to deliver in the morning. So I do that, and that means that we're in the middle of the adjustment period for that. So yeah, it, it takes a while to adjust because things keep changing every week. So it, it's it's been tough. I mean, it's a good thing, obviously, because we need to make money. But yeah. It's been tough. Especially with all the rain because these past storms have created severe migraines for me and my hand has been hurting extra more. Not just more because it's already hurting more, but extra more. <laughs> the, the issue is whenever the weather changes, Kara is very sensitive to weather changes and whenever the, the humidity changes drastically or the pressure or the, all that stuff, uh, she doesn't feel so good. And the, the weather's been back and forth changing a lot, like a yo-yo recently. So she's always getting hit with that. It used to be she'd be okay for the most part and then something would happen and she'd have a tough time and then she'd get past it. But now it's just rain and then not rain and then, oh, now we're in a sauna, the humidity's crazy. Okay, finally baked off. Oh, we have five minutes of comfort. Boom, rain. So it's just all over the place. It's been ongoing. And then allergies on top of that have been really bad. And I have a lot of eye issues. So my eyes have been scratchy, itchy, and super dry or super wet because they itch and then water. And it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> How so do you work with the eyes you can't really see out of? It's, it's tough. Kara has two different pairs of glasses, one for reading, one for normal looking. <laughs> normal um, looking, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, by the time we're in, a, in 10 years, we're both going to have, like, she's going to have three or four pair of glasses all hanging <laughs> from her neck, and I'm going to have, I'll probably end up with two by then. Yeah, and I get the, like, thinner... Uh, lenses, otherwise they'd be the size of a brick, probably. So we pay extra to not have. But they're still thick because they yeah. still come out of my rims. That's how blind I am. So we we'll pay see. extra to avoid <laughs> having the 1970s glass ashtray for a lens. You know. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Scott. The dogs are totally awake now and running around doing things, and we don't want to think about what that is. And Scott, oh, just playing. yeah, Scotland has decided that his dinner bowl is a toy, or no, no, the no. the girls' dinner bowl, the big one. He likes to take bowls. He is a bowl thief. He took, uh, he takes the ducks out front bowls and brings them inside for me. He takes their dinner bowls or water bowls and oh. empties them and carries them around. So Yeah, and they're bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute, but it's also like, what the freak, dude? And he's so proud. Yes. He's so proud that he manages it. It's like, run around, look at what I'm doing. <laughs> if so, only we could use that power for good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're. I, I guess the, the next step is... Like how do you do snowblower stuff in the winter on a on a, a hill? The the reason I bring it up is because I'm gonna have to cut a lot of different pathways for the animals this winter and that we have a lot more bedding because we have a lot more animals. And so those pine shavings have to go somewhere. And what's with all the more because it changes We're the on a farm. It changes the logistics every year, and that means we're gonna have pathways down the hill in the back where we have solid grass and I have to we be don't careful. We have pathways down there. Well, yeah, because the, the sheep live there. I've got it's a, not down the hill. They're over here. Well, the shelter logic hoop thing is down there. 
So I'm going to have to do a pass to that. So basically, we're going to have to discuss it when the winter comes, and we're going to have to figure out what we want to do. But at, at first, when I when I was looking at snowblowers, I thought I had to have the ones with the tank treads because I've got to come back up the hill. And how do I get this thing up the hill? And then I thought, well, maybe I can get away with just the wheels that self-propel and put chains on them. And then eventually I, I figured I'm just going to get the medium-sized Ryobi electric snowblower. And it's, it's, it's not that tough of a machine. But if I get stuck, I can just pick it up with one arm and lift it out of the snow. So I'm going to cut a lot of pathways back here for the animals. But we're going to have to be careful not to kill the grass yeah, in springtime. Sheep need that grass. So this winter, we're going to work together and use all the knowledge that we've gained in our time here. And we're going to figure it out. Maybe we don't use the bedding at all. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And we'll keep that grass protected. Yeah. So here's the dilemma. We, we don't have a guest this week. And we've been reacting to the rain so much. We, we just don't have a topic. And it's been crazy work-wise. So it's it's been a lot. And, you know, new puppy. Although he's a lot easier than Miss Aberdeen. Although he still has a... I don't know if he also has a foot fetish or if he he just <laughs> learned it from Aberdeen. But they they steal my socks and they, they grab my flip-flops. We have a couple of shoe stations. We have yeah, one if you have a farm, do not wear your shoes inside. It's just gross. Or any house. It doesn't matter what house. Yeah, don't, just, just don't. It's not just the New Yorker in her. <laughs> just never wear your shoes inside. But we, we have a... a a proper shoe station in the mudroom. Well, not in the mudroom. Breezeway. It's a connection between the the house and the garage. And we have a proper shoe station where we have our farm shoes and our going out shoes. And we don't mix them. Because if, if you go out and about, and especially if you visit another farm and, and your feet encounter the bacteria from that farm, you can track it back to your farm. So you might find that People in various farms are, are kind of picky about shoes. Oh, yeah. If you visit our farm, I will either have you step into a liquid, which people get weird about sometimes, even though it's not that deep, or I'll have Lysol spray you can hose down the bottom of your feet. Yeah, she basically takes a boot tray on level ground and she. Oh, no, it's a tub. It's a tub. But she fills it up with a little bit of disinfectant solution and you just put the soles of your shoes in there to kill whatever so we don't know where you've been we don't know where your feet have been <laughs> so at our other door our storm door that leads to the front yard we have a little shoe station that's just only for stuff for farm stuff we're gonna go out in front we're gonna walk the dogs whatever and i it's summer so i have flip-flops there and scotland and aberdeen both both steal my flip-flops <laughs> And carry them to other rooms. They love shoes and my slippers. I've lost many a pair of slippers. So, and socks. Like he mentioned socks earlier, but they will. When I'm trying to pull the laundry. Speaking of. Yeah, Aberdeen <laughs> just grabbed a sock that I found Off on the floor. <laughs> I put it on a chair because I'll take it upstairs later, and she just found it and grabbed it and ran off of it. <laughs> So, like, you think the dryer steals your socks. Oh, no. We have an Aberdeen, and now we have a Scotland. So, that's fun. Incidentally, the sheep have solved their troubles. We Finally. heard, um, you, you can't hear this because we've had to stop this podcast like five times. More because than that. of animals doing all kinds of things. One of the sheep fell asleep, and the other two were like, to heck with this. We're going back into our house. And then she woke up and she was alone. She was like, ah! Yeah. Just yelling and then realized that she could go back to the house, found her brothers. And, and yeah, the only time they really scream is when they get one gets left behind. It's the same as the goats. Or if they want treats. Like, I normally do an afternoon treat for everyone, but the sheep have not 
gotten tuned with this feature of our farm. They're too busy eating grass. And then the occasional times I did catch them, the goats would steal them. So could... sheep are not pushy. Goats are very pushy. The if there's a sheep and a goat and a treat, the goat will get the treat. Yeah. Goats are very like if if I try to catch a goat because I need to give him a vaccine, it's difficult to catch the goat, and then once I have him, it's difficult to keep the goat, and it's difficult to give the vaccine because they're very independently minded. The sheep are different. They'll, it's very difficult to catch a sheep, but once you catch the sheep, they calm down. And I, I gave them a, a vaccination recently, and it was so easy. Once I had a hold of them, it was so easy. Yeah, completely different. I almost wish we had all sheep. Aww. <laughs> but I would miss the goats. They do they do interesting, cool stuff. The goats are a lot of fun, and they're very sociable, so I would not want to not have goats. Well, it took ever. the first three, three or four months. Yeah, Emily, Cashel, and Brickens, our very first goats, took them a very long time to warm up to us. Now I can't get rid of them. Same with the next three, Brooklyn, Arklow, and Wicklow. But then Brooklyn broke her leg. It was like last year at this time, she had just come home from Tufts University Hospital in Boston area. Not exactly in Boston, but close proximity. Massachusetts. Because it was during Open Farm Day last year that she was in her little area we had a section of the farm, like a section of the, what we call the dog pasture. It's a fenced out area directly behind the house that was used as a backyard before we bought the place. And I, I fenced out a little section of it, like 30 feet by, actually it's not 30. It's, no, it's smaller than that. No, it's longer than 30 Is feet. It? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a section of it where they could hang out. But the problem is it's at the bottom of a hill and it's wet and muggy and buggy and we didn't know that until I'd already built it. Yeah. Because you have to get to know your land. You have to kind of know every part of your land in every season. And because we're on a hill, all the moisture kind of goes downward. So as we build more things down the hill, it'll be more wet. So we're going to have to... Scotland is being vocal today. <laughs> yes. As we... As we open up more of the land and fence more of it out, we're eventually going to have to dig trenches for water to escape so that we can control how wet things are. But that particular bit of the land, Brooklyn was in there, and we didn't have another solution. Yeah, but it wasn't as wet last year. It was very dry and hot. So yeah. It just had year, more bugs than we wanted. Yeah, a lot more bugs. And we felt like it was humid there, but it yeah. wasn't. it wasn't like... Not this. like this year. <laughs> this There's, year is by far wins the game. If we were, if this was, if we were taking care of her with a broken leg this year, oh. she'd still be inside. Yeah, she would totally we, be inside. We only put her outside because we wanted to not clean up her poo no, in the house that's not anymore. The only reason. And and she was still coming in at the end of the day. She needed outside time. I mean, she is a goat, after all. And they're and social. They're social. They need to be they put like, outside eating. They can't eat. I mean, they eat hay most of the day now because there's not a whole lot happening because they've eaten everything else. We would put both of the boys in there, right? Guinness yeah, the, and Magners. The smaller boys, Guinness and Magners, were in there. So she had company, but it wasn't the same. We tried putting her brothers, her biological brothers, Wicklow and Arklow, but they, no, they were not having it. They didn't trust us yet, and it was hard to catch them. And I think it was Wicklow got his head stuck in the fence that was there. The fence squares were bigger. I don't the, the, what's the words? <laughs> I only fenced out a corner. There was already a fence there, so we used that thinking it would be okay, but those fence squares have been bigger, and they've caused more issues than one would really yeah, want to know. 
Sorry, Aberdeen and Scotland are playing, and they're so being loud. You'll hear monster noises. And we've stopped fighting it. Yeah. But so Wicklow, the, the the fence that that sectioned out this part of the land is four inch by four inch, that's and that's too big. It's too big. It's big enough for littles to put their head through. Uh, and well, I had just fenced out a corner, so yeah. part of the part of the box was that four by four grid. So Wicklow had gotten. This is when they were younger. They were only a couple months old at this time. He had gotten his stuff head stuck in there. And I was trying to get. Him out, and then Castle came around and was very angry about it. It was a very stressful situation. I was like, "Oh my God, what do we do?" And I thought I had to go run and get like shears or something and cut the fence. But you know, Mama Strength comes in play and kind of bend the fence to get him out. His eye got a little scar, if you will. Got a little bit cut. Yeah, got cut and is now a little scarry, but he is okay. And luckily, he did not have horns. That would have made it worse. <laughs> so after that, I took some 2 by 4 regular fence, 2 inch by 4 inch grid, and overlaid it. But another issue with the 4 by 4 is that little <coughs> chickens <coughs> and little ducks can just walk right through. So, dude. Scotland. <laughs> You're killing us. You're killing us. You're trying to do a podcast, buddy. You're not involved. We're not interviewing you. Yeah, you have to... Because of that 4x4 four four fence, until I replace it with regular fence, The all of our newborn young birds, just it's not a barrier to them well, at all. They're not newborn because they're in the house until they're at well, least a yeah. month. Okay, so our younger so, birds. Yeah, so... It's, it's not a barrier. It's a big, giant door to them. They just walk right through the fence like it's not there. Yeah, we lost Haddington, one of our baby ducks. Who, I think, hopefully, she is three weeks old today. Three weeks old? Really? That's it? Uh, I don't know. Is it? I think it is. That's it. I've lost track of how time works. Yeah, it's hard, but... She walked through one of, because there's still, I had put, like, that garden green mesh stuff. There's a plastic, it's, it's like chicken wire, but it's worse. plastic. And then the goats rub against all the things, so half of it's down. I try to repair it, but they find ways. They find Basically, ways. You, you, they've got this plastic version of chicken wire that's not as harsh. It's for gardens. And it's for gardens, and it would work just fine for most people. But if you have goats, goats are going to test everything. Everything has to be sturdy when you have goats. Yeah. They're going to rub on it. They're going to scratch their side on it. Their heads. They scratch their heads on it, and their heads are very durable because they're goats. So everything's going to get worn out quicker. You have to make sure everything is sturdy. So you can't do... There's some things that we would love to use and, and do, but we can't because we have goats. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find the time to just replace a bunch of this fence. And it's, a, it's, a, it's one long line, but replacing fence is a bit of a to-do. And you need time to do it. So... I'm eventually going to get to it, but until then, we just treat that like it's not a barrier. The only trouble is there's a small section up near the top, near the house, where technically they could get out because there's a pathway around the garage and behind the house to the propane tanks that the energy people use to refill the propane tanks. And if a, a bird goes through there, they, they can walk right out into the front yard. So yeah. that's a relatively small section, and it's on my my list of things to do to replace that with regular grid and other stuff to keep anybody from going out. Because if you have younger birds, if they walk from the dog pasture to the, reg the rest of the property, we don't mind so much. But if they can walk out of the actual perimeter, then, we, then we're that's concerned. That's a problem. And Haddington got into the airlock today. She's still little. I mean, she's not as little as she... Once was, it was probably too early to put her outside, but... We had ducks of mixed breeds and mixed ages. It causes a real problem, so... But they're integrating really well. They're doing their thing. Hang on. <laughs> this dog. 
I'm just going to pour another drink. That's what I'm going to do. I'm pouring a drink. That's what I'm doing because f*** it. Here's your commercial sponsor from Freedom's Edge. They're not actually our sponsor. <laughs> no. They could be, though. Just saying. Yeah, Freedom's Edge, if you want to give us... <laughs> If you want to offset some of the money we spend. Buying some cider, for sure. It's more expensive than other cider, but it's so good. They call it Main Champagne. That's their... Because uh, their it's fancy. Marketing thing. But it's good. You know? it's good and I can't drink um, Citizen Cider because that's Kara's. And even if I buy my own Citizen Cider of the same brand, it's still hers. And I get looked at if I drink any Citizen Cider. That's the, the Unified Press. Yes, the Unified Press is my favorite. And if we, then, if there's other brands of Citizen Cider, I'm allowed to drink that. <laughs> so, okay, total sidetrack. We'll rate the ciders right now. So, my choice, my drink choice is the Citizen's Unified Press because it's not too sweet, but it's sweet enough, and it, it just tastes so good. And then... Freedom's Edge Cider is his favorite and is is really good. And I like their flavor cocktails, the raspberry lime. That's my favorite of that. Right, the raspberry lime is my favorite of that. And then you got Ricker Hill, the, what is it, the... Maniac? The golden, no, the, 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 the Maniac's a little too sweet for me. The golden one is my favorite. Or, no, the blueberry is my favorite. But the golden is also very delicious and makes a good uh, batter for like onion rings. That's what I used to use on the truck. And yeah. Stuff. Oh, and the, they're the so good. The alcohol would get cooked off and the flavor would remain. Oh, man. Good old days. Yeah, I think those are our top cider picks. Because they stopped, making, so you know. the, they stopped <laughs> making the beer that I like. Oh, yeah. The... There was a the, the omission, omission lager and the omission IPA stopped happening because there was kind of a glass shortage. They needed to make vials for vaccines, so they just stopped and they put everything in cans. And now they're doing different beers. Like omission is not making the same kind of beer. Yeah, it's just different. And um, there is a gluten-free brewery in New Jersey. New Jersey happens again, um, but I don't know how to. Get it? But also, I make my own beer. Are you saying something nice about New Jersey? I am. They make a good beer. There's a nice brewery out there, down there, wherever you But we are. haven't tasted it yet. We have tasted it. We have? I have tasted it. You haven't tasted it. Oh, Sorry. You weren't with me. Oh, they were at the Butter Up Cakes when I brought the parents. We tried their... I told you about them, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the, the dogs are after noisy toys. Of course they are. And I'm trying to fight it, but, I mean, mm. it's a problem. So, I'll have to get their name for the next time. And then I make my own beer, but I've learned that I cannot make it in plastic bottles or glass bottles that do not close without a proper cap because it turns out flat. So I have to throw out a batch and redo a batch. So hopefully someday I can start selling it, maybe? I don't know how, Wait, I gotta do all the rule looking up and stuff. This is a disaster. The dogs are going crazy, <laughs> grabbing noisy toys. I'm grabbing the toys from the dogs. I now have a collection next to me. All of them are going they're crazy. I'm trying not to swear. I'm already going to have to, to edit out a, an F-bomb because of all this. Jeez Louise. Yeah, they've been, they've been a lot. I hope you care. I, I hope we're funny <laughs> or something. I, I, I hope this... This is real life, real time. Are you doing something while you listen to this? Are you working on something? Does it matter? Does it There's the old man. There's the old man. The 17-year-old pug is coughing. That's the soundtrack of the day. <laughs> and we, we got puppies, and we forgot what it's like to have puppies. Isn't that something? It was like, I don't know there's a, if there's a term for it, but there's it, there's a thing where, where women will have a baby. 
And they and, go through all that pain. And, and they, they kind of forget, which I guess is a survival thing for the species. They forget how much, how awful it was to have the baby. And then they're like, I want another baby. And then they go through all that again. But there's like some kind of medical genetic thing that says, if you go through that one time and go, I'm not doing that again, <laughs> then your species is done. So there's some kind of mechanism that says, you want to do this again. Yeah. And the, the, a, a much lesser version of that is we forgot how insane puppies are. Although, I feel like Aberdeen is a special case. And she is a lot of puppy. Yeah, we... we um, He's not showing it right now. But I've been making jokes that, that Scotland is pot and Aberdeen is cocaine. He's just more vocal, but he's... Less crazy than she is. He's actually a very chill dude. It just sounds like he's doing all kind of crazy stuff right now because he's playing with Aberdeen. Yeah. He's so much smaller than everybody, and I hear him yelp, and I worry that he's in trouble and somebody went too far, and I, I come looking, and he's the aggressor in the play. It's So he's fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, Castle's been very upset today because of Rain, thunder, weird noises. Castle's always been a bit tricky. She gets triggered easily, and we always worry that she's going to kind of cross the line. We just worry about her. Uh, the story Kara told earlier about, was it Arklow that got stuck? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Or was it Wicklow that Wicklow. got stuck in the fence? It was Wicklow. Wicklow. So Wicklow got stuck Arklow? in the fence. Oh, crap. And, no, I don't remember. Oh, well. Well, the goat got stuck in the fence, in the 4x4 four four fence, Ew. and so... You have the goat panicking because he can't get out, screaming because he can't get out. Kara's freaking out because she can't get him loose. And there's all this emotional communication of panic. And then Castle sees that and she starts to panic. Yeah. And so we always worry about Castle freaking out. Like we, but we, her panic is aggressive type because we had some traumatic issues a couple of years ago. So... It's, With another one. Yeah. It's been a lot to grow and learn and deal. And to distance Kasla from that uh, because she was just kind of on the side of that. But it, it did leave a mark. And so we've basically got dogs that are a little bit traumatized like we are. And they've got triggers like we do. So we got to work around that. So, but but it's it. Casa also is very sensitive to noise. So like re, while we're filming, filming, we're not filming this. <laughs> while we're recording this, the power flickered out for a second, and the fancy pants refrigerator that the previous owners left us with lost power for a moment, and then regained power and made a loud beep. What did what did she do? She pulled down the curtain. The curtain? Okay. The, the refrigerator made a loud beep and Castle just freaked out like the world was ending. If a smoke alarm goes off in a TV show, Castle freaks out like it's a oh, fire. Yeah. Watching a rerun of Mike and Molly today and I forgot that episode had a, the battery was low on the smoke detector and they couldn't find it so it kept beeping and... She does not like that episode. Yeah, she... I don't even watch... Like, I like the first Shazam movie... But it has a scene where the smoke detector goes off, and I don't. We don't go to bed watching that movie because Castle will flip. Yeah, um, so, she is a rescue puppy, so she has a lot of trauma to begin with. So yeah, the the curtain Kara was talking about <laughs> was in the doorway from this room. This is an old house. All the rooms are sectioned off. It is not open concept, <laughs> and we have an AC unit in. We're in the dining room because our 17-year-old pug likes to sleep in here. This is where his bed is. It's his comfy room. So we want to keep this cool in the summer. So she bought this AC and she's put a, a curtain rod in the doorway and hung a curtain from it. And that keeps the air from drifting back and forth. It does a pretty good job of sealing off the room. And Aberdeen and... Scotland in their excitement. Oh, it was just Aberdeen. It was just Aberdeen? Yeah. She yanked it down. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what Aberdeens do. This is a good time to plug. Like We talked about the windmill 
Oh, ACs last time. Yeah. This is our second AC that we talked about last time has come in. Yeah. And I put it in the window, and it's pretty good. It works really well. Somebody did the math on the BTUs. Yeah, we talked about all that last week. Though, yeah, so. I'm referencing that. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to give you a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> kind of. Somebody did some work and figured out what we should have, just and it's be like, thank you. You did good work. It's working perfectly. Yeah. Almost as if it was meant for this room. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> if only there weren't like a crap load of painter's tape all over it. All right. So <laughs> officially you're supposed to use this foam stuff to seal off the AC. And last time I tried that, it was a nightmare to, to pull the stuff off, to, to, to like strip it from the – some of it was always stuck on the window after it was all over when I tried to remove the AC unit. So it like I think it was last year I came up with this. I don't know. Anyway, I put the thing in and I just put painter's tape around the AC unit. And it's, it's not just around it. It's around the whole... The whole window. Okay. It, it air seals the window and it works great. It is blue. It's a little blue halo around it. <laughs> So so yeah, it it's yeah. it stands out and Kara's not a fan. But it works. Now the, the the windmill brand gives you a cosmetic like foam piece to put on either side to seal that up, but it's not the same and when I've got everything open and we live in the the rural area, I don't want bugs to get in, so I like to seal that off pretty good. So I just air seal it. And there's so many bugs. So Probably almost time anyway, but I will plug, we are doing Open Farm Day next Sunday. Which will be two days after this airs. Yes, so come out, support a local farm. We're also a non-profit, so we're always taking donations. We haven't set that stuff up yet. I still need time to figure all that stuff out, but... Um, we're a nonprofit to help people dealing with PTSD, uh, depression, whatever ails you. You can come out and enjoy the animals. That's what they're here for. So, but our theme for this year, last year it was goat hugs and donuts. This year it's duckapalooza. Because we have a, a billion ducks. <laughs> So everything will be duck themed. There'll be games for kids and adults to play. There'll be treats. We'll have another pop-up bakery event. I mean, there's always stuff in the farm shop, but we'll all make special items for... I'll wait. Oh, Debbie. <laughs> Are you good? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to make special treats for that day and I hope people come out. Hopefully it's not raining. Knock on wood. Knock knock. So we'll see. So I hope you can come out and enjoy our animals and our farm even though it's going to be a mess. So we're hoping to build like right now we're just trying to get started and people, she's trying to get like Coloring with goats started to get a regular crowd. Oh, last year we had a good crowd started. It was on Mondays, but this year it's been rough because the weather, first off. I switched the day because Mondays are my nightmare days. And now my baking, baking schedule has changed again because I had put it on Wednesdays, but I may have to switch it to Fridays. So, so it's kind of all yeah. over the place, which I feel bad about, but I, I don't know what else to do. It's always different when you're building. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff that we have to do, and there's there's things I've had to do on the farm recently that it, it disrupted my plans, but they were things that are going to last a few years. So we adjust, we keep going. When this place is set up, what we would like to see is we'd like to be a place where people regularly come by and just kind of 
relax with the animals. You can hang out. You can bring and a book. We got benches to sit on. We'll be getting more once we have some money. And so when you donate to the nonprofit, you're not just going in to feed for the animals and maintain a farm because every farm needs feed for the animals. Right? Oh yeah, it takes a lot. But but we're we're trying to create an environment and where people can visit. So we're trying to make these animals very people friendly. Yes. So that when you're sitting down at the table, uh, you at a picnic table and you're putting off a calm vibe, and you're just like sitting there. You're not chasing anybody. You're not walking around. They come to you. And the goats already do that. When she does yeah. coloring with goats, people sit down, they start coloring, and the goats get well, curious. What are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on over there? Let me eat your paper. Thank you. I'll just stand on the table and take a look <laughs> at what you're doing. So it, it, we're hoping to be a place of rest for people who need it. I mean, last year we had a little more traffic. But it's probably due to the weather this year, which makes me super sad. And the animals are super sad because they love people. The goats have just been, I mean, it's been hard. So, yeah, schedule a visit or come out on the days we have events. And we'll be doing more events. I just got to remember to schedule them. And we have support groups on Sundays from 1130 to 1230. And if there's a better time, people just let me know. I'll try to arrange it. Yeah, stuff's not set in stone. No. We can I'm go just, by consensus. I'm just doing what I know and what works for my schedule. But if other people have times, I'm happy to accommodate. I mean, Wasn't there... A oh, and we do goat yoga, which Jessica comes in and does this awesome class and... It's just a great opportunity to get some exercise and play with the goats. So there's that on Saturdays, and we're doing a special edition on Sunday as well. So for, you know, the open farm day thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a, was it a petting zoo or something during the lockdown when COVID first happened? Where nobody was coming around and somebody had to go, like the zookeepers had to pet the goats? Oh, yeah. Or something because it was like they were, all the animals were really depressed because they're so used to having people around and then there was nobody. So, yeah. So, once you acclimate animals to human affection, it, it depends on the type of animal. Uh, dogs are, of course, very people oriented. Most of them. But, but goats <laughs> are, are also, they've done studies where they had. Pictures of people with calm faces and pictures of people smiling, and the goats gather around the pictures of people smiling. So goats do. Yeah. So if you come to the do, farm shop and they like are checking you out, they're probably like, "Why don't you come and play with me?" So if that's ever a thing, my phone number is on the register. Text me, call me. I'd be happy to introduce you. Yeah. 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 Unless I'm out there already, and I'm probably gonna be stinky and gross, and I'm sorry. That's farm work. <laughs> Go out into the farm after a bakery day, so it's I'm pretty gross. But one one other thing I should say before we go, when if you make the mistake that we made and you put bedding used bedding from your animals all over the place in winter, guess what happens in spring? It's stinky. All that poo thaws <laughs> and starts to smell. If it's so, not wet all the time, it's not bad. It dries up nicely and it's perfectly fine. But if it's wet all the time, yeah. It unlocks the flavor. Yeah. And good you stuff. get to enjoy. <laughs> Smells like a real farm now. <laughs> all right. So I think we've effectively BSed our way through an hour. Sorry. Did well, this? I hope this was at least funny for you. Yeah. I don't know. This one was rough. Like was rougher difficult. than some of the others. She literally asked me... What are we going to talk about? And I said, we'll figure it out. And I hit the button. And then the dogs just started going crazy. Chaos. Now that we're done, what do, you think? Yeah, what do you think they're doing? They're asleep now. So we'll, we'll come up with more topics and get more interviews lined up. I'm holding like half a dozen noisy toys. Just you, to, you have a puppy pile. Just to, just to keep them away from everybody. Oh, <laughs> What a day. We'll do better. Still we'll, raining, by the way. We'll we'll bother some people and say, hey, can you 
Can you take time away from all the stuff that you have to do on your farm to talk to us? Right. I mean, <laughs> other people's insights are always helpful, I think, but... Sync up schedule's tough. That is. That's the hardest part. We will figure it out. I will make some emails uh, and phone calls. I'm working on it, too. All right. So, have a have a good whatever you're doing. Yep. Hope to see you next Sunday at Open Farm Day. Which, when this posts, will be two days from now. Two days from now. We're going to do it 10 to 2 because 9 a.m. is too early and 3 p.m. is too late. So, 10 to 2 is when we're <laughs> open. So. Hope yeah. to see you there. Bye.